One bread, one body, everybody. One Lord of all. We are one body in this world. And we the many throughout the world. We My dear brothers and sisters, Holy Thursday, the beginning of the most sacred time of the year, and we gather to celebrate, like you heard from the commentator, the institution of the Eucharist, one bread that gathers us together, the sacrament of unity, and also the institution of the priesthood, a special gift that the Lord has given us, the priest, although unworthy we are, to share in the mystery of his life in Christ the eternal high priest. And also the great commandment to love one another, to serve, which we just heard in the reading. And so on behalf of Father Otis, I welcome those who are visiting with us out of town to celebrate this freedom with us. You are most welcome. The 19th century philosopher Hegel uh, speaks about the ultimate society is arranged in a way uh, that shows master-slave dynamics. He is not talking about the natural division of uh, stratification you see in society with intelligence and the courage of fortitude. Rather, he speaks about something darker that you find in almost all forms of human organizations those who are up, those who are down, those privileged and those marginalized, the insiders and the outsiders. That is the master-slave dynamics, obtainable almost in all levels. But long before Hegel, St. Augustine, in one of his spiritual writings, The City of God, when he was a reflecting and criticizing the Roman society of his time. He called the same master-slave dynamic. He called it libido dominandi. What a beautiful Latin word. It means the lust to dominate. The lust to dominate is something intrinsic in all of us. So St. Augustine was highlighting how this is the mark of a dysfunctional society the libido dominandi. But then, uh, because it is a mark of dysfunctional society, he calls us to look up on Christ who is coming to unify and also to you know, destroy and overcome and overturn the dynamic of master-slave uh, relationship. But long before Hegel and St. Augustine, the writers of the Old Testament pretty much we're interested in the same master-slave dynamics. In fact, all of these stories, the great Paschal event that we heard in the first period in the book of Exodus, it is about slavery and liberation. For 400 years, Israelites were in Egypt. 
slaving. And here is God with this great act of liberation to set his people free and to overturn that same master-slave dynamics. And it is also fascinating to know that the prophet, writing about the establishment of Israel in the promised land, reminded them how they were treating the poor, the widows, and the orphans. That remember, you were once slaves yourself. So it should not be so among you to be treating others with the kind of uh, treatment you're giving them. And Christ being the fulfillment of God himself, the God who has come to set us free, the God who has come to deliver us from the bondage of slavery in all its forms. Here is Christ coming from the hill of Galilee, preaching and announcing the kingdom of God. And what is that kingdom? God's way of ordering things, a new way of doing things. And this kingdom is characterized by, uh, is characterized by hungering and thirsting for not domination, but righteousness. A kingdom that calls us not to look for higher position, but rather to embrace the way of meekness, of compassion and mercy. It is a kingdom that calls us to look beyond the lex talisionis, that is an eye for an eye or tooth for tooth, you know, seeking for revenge. Rather, it is a kingdom that calls us to humble ourselves in overturning this kind of master-slave dynamic obtainable in our society today. And look at what he says. When you are invited at a party or dinner, go sit at the lower place. And when you throw a party or a dinner, don't invite only those who will pay you back. Rather, go invite the sick, the poor, and those who will not pay you back. That is the ministry that we've come to celebrate today in Christ, showing us a perfect example of service. So with all this background, we can appreciate the commandment and what Christ did to serve, to watch the fate of his disciples, a great commandment of love, a commandment not to love our families and friends, rather to love our enemies, to look beyond. So in his public ministry, why Christ sat with Pharisees and the leaders of the people, but also at his table, he invited sinners he invited tax collectors. He invited those, the lowest of the society. That is the question for you and I today. In our table, even at the lunch table in high school, who do we invite? Even those invited, do they have access? Who shares in the meal? to overturn the master-slave dynamic by sharing the great example of Christ who has come not to serve, but rather to serve every one of us.
This is the great commandment of love. And no commandment I give you, love one another. And that gesture is so symbolic that even when Peter objected to Christ washing his feet, he said, if I do not wash your feet, you have no inheritance with me. That is the new way of ordering things. We have to go through this ritual of being incorporated into the ministry of overturning the master-slave dynamic in our time. And so today, as we gather around this table of the Eucharist, the table of unity, we pray, just as the Eucharist is the bread broken for the life of the world, the second reading we heard about uh, from St. Paul, the earliest uh, reference of the Eucharist, this is my body given for you, my blood poured out for you, the total gift of himself. I gave myself away for the good of everyone. He calls us to do the same, to offer ourselves. I gave myself away. I gave myself away. How do we take this great example of Christ and make it our own? May this be our prayer today and going forward, always through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.